This article was originally published on Popsara.com. Read this and more on our website. If the plot of American fiction seems like a great idea for a film, that's because it was a great idea for Percival Everett's Erasure, a 2001 novel satirizing the publishing industry's pusillanimous method of leveraging literary fame and fortune through the gravest of compromises, and more importantly, the effects this has on one man's mental state. Core Jefferson's adaptation, led by a never-better Jeffrey Wright, and possibly the best of intentions, can't quite live up to that promise. But this is a film capable of delivering its message without lectures or judgments, one willing to engage and entertain the audience without denigrating them. We first meet Professor Thelonious Monk Ellison, Jeffrey Wright, teaching literature on the American South, in this instance a provocatively titled short story by Flannery O'Connor with the title, including the N-word, written on his whiteboard. When a green-haired white student lets him know she's offended by the word his rebuke of I got over it, I'm pretty sure you can two results in the student exiting the class in a huff. Monk, we learn, is a repeat offender, and is given time off by University Brass to consider his future. As fate would have it, he was already scheduled to speak at a book fair in his hometown of Boston. Once there he reconnects with his sister Lisa, Tracy Ellis Ross, who tells him their mothers, Leslie Uggams, already fragile mental state is deteriorating quickly. He also learns that his brother Cliff, Sterling K. Brown, a plastic surgeon, separated from his wife and kids after she discovered he was gay, and may have developed a drug problem. When tragedy strikes Monk is left even more alone in the world, both personally and professionally. His latest book has been, yet again, rejected for the most arcane of reasons, the publisher expected a black book from their black author, but the only thing African-American about Monk's books is his author's photo. The blackest thing about this one is the ink. He tells a poor employee at a chain bookstore. After speaking at a low turnout conference at the book event he comes across a packed room for Sintera Golden, Issa Rae, a publishing phenom whose debut novel has taken the world by storm. Weez lives in the ghetto, she explains to the crowd, was born out of her desire to tell less stories about middle-aged white guys going through divorce. Our stories, she explains, a reality seemingly divorced from her own academically privileged background. He hears Sintera give rehearsed answers and recognizes them for what they are, platitudes designed to titillate audiences so beset by cultural, i.e. white, guilt they happily gobble up her words as authentic. Worse, he's visibly aghast hearing Sintera read an excerpt from the book, though his visage is quickly erased from sight by the crowd giving Sintera a standing ovation to what they just heard. A lesser film might have played her comments as serious indictments of an industry woefully lacking in diverse representation, a self-insert by a writer attempting to pass themselves off as the solution itself. But American fiction, as written and directed by Cord Jefferson, is smarter and more keenly aware that the target is much broader. That too often authors self-segregate both their audience, and themselves, to curry favor with cultural gatekeepers to produce, what Sintera calls, books that are important and necessary, but not well written. Facing both financial ruin and literary obscurity, Monk settles down with his laptop and quickly hashes out my pathology, a work of derivative trash cut from the same inauthentic cloth of Sinterra's Wees Lives in the Ghetto, a pandering and completely phony exploitation of black stereotypes designed to meet the, low, expectations of publishers. Written as a joke, Monk is astonished when his publisher not only wants to buy the book, but is offering him a huge sum. Worried the joke has gone too far, his agent Arthur, John Ortiz, reminds him his mom's health is getting worse and needs constant supervision in a pricey nursing facility. 
He suggests Monk ease his conscience by using a pen name instead. Thus, Stagger Lee is born. My Pathology, rechristened with a more, shall we say, provocative title, becomes a bestseller, the publishing sensation of the season, and millions are on the table when Hollywood comes to call. The only issue is Monk himself, he's the complete opposite of the fictional Stag Lee, a former convict speaking truth about his experiences. Now Monk has to navigate literal code switching as he portrays the real-life version of his nanda plume to keep the ruse up without getting caught. Things get worse when Monk is chosen to help chair a voting committee to choose the next recipient for the prestigious literary award, and guess which book has appended it everything? Cord Jefferson, a journalist-turned-television writer, handles his feature debut with aplomb, both in his direction and articulate screenplay. This is a film where characters are allowed to have real and substantive conversations with each other, where ideas are challenged and bad logic can be challenged intelligently. It's rare that such a mainstream film is allowed to be so literate. Frankly, it's a breath of fresh air. While the cast is uniformly excellent, Jeffrey Wright gives a career-defining performance as a man caught between who he actually is and who others want him to be. Despite the film's version lessening Monk's internal struggles, often playing his anguish for laughs, Wright is still able to articulate much of his character's pain and embarrassment through body language and facial expressions alone. It's these vestigial elements from Everett's novel that persist in the film that give it something of an identity crisis, however. Monk doesn't secretly harbor fantasies of writing the great American black novel, or becoming the next James Baldwin, he's perfectly happy writing about Aeschylus the Persians, even if the content isn't what publishers expect from a black author. Nowhere is this more evident than how each differs presenting Monk's creation of my pathology. The film shows Monk conscientiously drafting the novel as he would any other work, editing his fictional stereotypes, Keith David and Akariate Onadawan, on their motivation. Everett's version of My Pathology was created in psychological surrender, a response to the mental anguish imposed on Monk by forces he can no longer control. In Everett's book we get Monk's entire novel, 10 chapters, 1, 2, 3, etc., in all their exaggerated, stereotypical glory. By transforming Percival Everett's erasure from a psychological black, no pun intended, comedy into a comedic farce something vital feels lost in translation, and the tact on ending certainly doesn't help. But American fiction is generally a finely crafted, intelligent film with something meaningful to say, even if some of the people laughing with it don't realize the jokes on them. If anything, Cord Jefferson's film feels almost chaste in its critiques, and I'm sure some will think it doesn't go far enough. I would ask them to reconsider their gripes and then look up the word ironic. Thanks for listening. Read this and other articles on popsara.com.